First, Jesus says to eat his flesh. Now he says drink his blood. We'll see that happen today on this edition of Bible Study Podcast. to another edition of Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Justin, and I'm glad to be here with you for another Friday night. For those of you who are new to the program, this is a weekly Bible study that is journeying through the, the Gospel of John, verse by verse, with the occasional excursions here or there, and, and hopefully is a place of growth and learning. With that said, I'd like to thank the many of you who continue to contact us regularly and let others of you know that you can always contact me at Bible Study Podcast Justin at gmail.com for any questions, thoughts, comments, and especially prayer concerns. If you wouldn't mind, I'd also like to ask you guys to be in prayer for my neck. Now, I've had some trouble on and off for the last few weeks with some pain in my neck, and it's been making it where I can't fully move my head up and down, and sometimes makes it hurt when I turn from side to side. So, for the last few weeks, I've, I've kind of been having to turn my whole torso to turn my head. It looks pretty funny, but uh, and it's not too serious, but... It is at least an annoyance, and I really appreciate your prayers on that. Uh, before we get too far along, I'd like to start us out with a word of prayer. Our Father, we, we thank you for, once again, giving us the opportunity to gather together in front of your word. We thank you for your Son, who died so that we may have life. Give us clarity of mind, and help us to be changed from what we hear today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now before we get into our study today, I, I'd just like to say something briefly. The emails that we get often give us a good clue about the types of problems that you guys are dealing with. A lot of times it is through the emails that we learn what we could do better, what we could really work on, it, and what you guys need to hear. With that being said, some of the emails we get have been full of great questions and they've had some great things in them, some of which will probably be covered in a podcast at some point. But after reading your words and letters, and I really feel like I need to just stop for a moment and tell those of you who are listening that you're not alone. Now that sounds funny. And while there are many great questions that come in through the email, we get a lot asking us for advice, for help, for someone to pray with. We love to pray with you. But if, if I could, I would just like to remind you that no one can do a better job of helping you like someone who knows you, who's with you regularly. And that someone's going to be someone in your church. So I just want to ask you, please do not allow this program to be your substitute for a local church. Please find a body who has a good doctrinal statement, who believes and preaches the Bible, and who will be there for you. Now trust me when I say this. I know it's hard. It's hard to find a good church. But believe me when I say, there are many that are available. And you may be the missing link that they're looking for. Now, this isn't a study on the church, and, and it's not going to be one of those excursions that I mentioned earlier, but it's just my admonition, if you will, to you to keep trying, keep looking, and settle into a church somewhere. As bad as the church may seem, as beat up as it often looks, remember that even at its worst, the church is still the bride of Christ. That's just something that's been working on my heart lately, and maybe it will reach some of you that hear this, but please, just don't give up. Now with that said, let's get back to our passage at hand. And that passage would be John chapter 6, verse 52. 
Now, as we mentioned last week, Jesus has declared to the people that he is the bread of life. Not only that, but he has explained what that means and concluded with verse 51, saying, If anyone eats of this bread, which is my flesh, he will live forever. Now, that was a huge statement, as Jesus said that the bread that gives life is his flesh. How can it be that one who wants to live must eat his flesh? How could anyone do that? It would be against all kinds of laws for the Jews to eat of a man's body. But he's saying that the flesh is the only way to live forever. What a huge statement. That's exactly how the Jews who were listening felt. As we pick up in verse 52. Now in verse 52 we see the Jews are arguing amongst themselves saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Having heard the argument, Jesus looks to them and says in verse 53 to 58, his response. So we'll start by reading verses 53 to 55. So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in yourselves. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Now as if eating the bread, which is flesh, is not bizarre enough, now Jesus tells the people that unless they do that and drink his blood, they have no life. Now this matter of drinking his blood would have been even weirder and much more outrageous for the Jews listening. Blood was not to be touched under any circumstance. Whenever a Jew would eat, they were to cook out all of the blood first, one could not take of the blood, for God had told them that in the blood was life. Now a little side note here for you as well. This is not a reference to communion or to the Eucharist. Jesus has not instituted the Last Supper at this point. In fact, it won't happen for another year. No, instead he is using the blood as a figure of speech for the means of atonement. In other words, he has said that his flesh is the bread that sustains life eternal. Now he is adding to that that the blood is also a part of giving eternal life. In fact, he goes on and reiterates a point he made back in verse 44. Whoever eats his flesh and drinks his blood will have eternal life, and he will raise them up in the last day. Why, you wonder? Because they are the true food and the true drink. Let's continue on in the verses 56 to 58. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who eats me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread which came down out of heaven, not as the fathers ate and died. He who eats this bread will live forever. You see, whoever eats his flesh and drinks his blood, Jesus says that he will abide in him, and he in them. Notice that this is the same word we saw in John 1, speaking of how the Son remains in the Father, and the Spirit remains on the Son. Basically, he's saying that there is a very intimate relationship that follows from this move, one in which Jesus is in the person, and the person is in him. To explain how this is, Jesus then gives a comparison. He says that just as the Father sent him, and he lives because of the Father, so whoever eats of Jesus will live because of Jesus. What he has basically done is to say that just like how the Father sent him, and he lives, because the Father, since they remain in one another, so it is with the one who believes in Jesus and eats and drinks of him. 
he will remain in him. He concludes by summarizing the point. This is the bread. It's me. It's not what your fathers ate. They died from that. No, it's me. I am the one that you must eat of, and whoever eats of me will live forever. Now, at this point, John gives us a bit of a summary statement, noting that Jesus said all of these things as he taught in the synagogue. Now, this is not a small note at all, but it is very clarifying for us. It lets us know that this was not just taking place in a field somewhere, but was right in the center of action for the Jews. In other words, there would have been a good number of people listening to what our Lord was saying. Now, this is about as far as we'll be able to get today, but let me give you a little preview of next week, and we'll gather some applications that can be made from this week's passage. Next week, we'll see what happens when the people reject the living bread and the blood, and we'll see one of the first steps of faith from the growing disciples. But as we reflect on this study, what are some things that we can take away? Well, I think the first off... It has been reiterated to us that it is only through Christ's body and blood that we can be saved. It's through Him that we can have the atonement of our sins and nothing else. Second, we can see that beginning this relationship not only brings eternal life and our resurrection in the last day, but it also brings an intimate relationship with Christ. Intimate to the point that we are in Him and He is in us. I don't think this can be overlooked. I don't think this is a small thing at all. Many times we don't consider that a result of our salvation is a relationship beyond any that we've had before. Truly close relationship with God Himself. This is why we're called to pray and to read Scripture, for it's through these messages that we may talk to and hear from God. But the only way that we have that right is through this eternal life. Finally, I believe a theme that we should take note of from this is that of life. Why is life important? What, where does it come from? How can one truly live? Well, earlier in John, we saw how all life flows from Christ. But now we see that we don't just get our life from Christ. But it's only through Him that we can actually live life to the fullest. It's through Him that we may have life eternal. That is, life without limits. Some have said they do not want to be a Christian because that means they'd have to give up their lives and follow someone else. I think the true message we're being shown here is that until you become a Christian, you've never truly lived to the fullest. It's our sin that holds us back from what God has in store for us. But it's through Christ that we may be restored to life eternal. Isn't that just amazing? We have not fully lived till we have turned to Him. Well, I hope that gives you something to think about. And I'd also like to let you know, if you would like to know the progress of some of the things we had from our emphasis on Thanksgiving and on mentoring, stay tuned after the music for the outro, and, and I'll let you in on a little bit of what we've heard from email responses. But, until next time, may God bless and keep you. In this trying time, I do.
is a Bible study podcast special report. It has truly been a great thing to see the emails that have poured in from your support over our emphasis on Thanksgiving and mentoring. I, many of you may remember, and I, I'm not sure how many are new listeners and how many aren't, but you may remember a few months ago we had an emphasis where I encourage you to get a friend, get someone younger than you, someone that you could mentor, and get a mentor yourself, and then also to look for someone who doesn't know Christ, who you could influence. And, and we had a whole month of emphasis on that. It, and some of the response we've gotten back has just been incredible. We've heard many people have gotten saved through this. Many people have come to know Christ for the first time. And many people have been introduced to the Bible for the first time. So it's just been an incredible process of evangelism, but it's also been an incredible process of mentoring. We've seen many people who have said, I now have a relationship that I never knew I could have before. I talked to an older member of my church, and he's helped me beyond measure. I've talked to a pastor, and he's become my mentor. He's led me in a study of the Scripture, and, and I've grown so much. Or I've been a mentor, and, and I've never felt joy like I have of helping a young man be raised up, helping a young woman to grow in the love of Christ. And so I just want to encourage you to keep at it, keep working towards this goal. There are many, many more people. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, the church is going to be the place where you find these people. The church is in desperate need of help. We're at a time in our history where the church just seems to be basically bullied around. We seem to be beat up. By some accounts, we even are defeated. There are some groups that say the church is no longer a factor in America. Now, I know this has become a worldwide ministry. This has become a ministry where people around the world can hear us. But let me encourage you, no matter where you are, to remember that it's the local body of Christ that changes the world. It is not politics. It's not a new structure of economy. It's none of that. It's the power of Christ. It is the resurrection power that enables us to change the world. And and I don't think a lot of our young people know that. I don't think a lot of our older people know that. I don't think many of the people who frequent the church on a weekly basis know that. And and I think it's time that we remind them of that. And I think that's what mentoring helps with. If nothing else, it tells people, how do you live as a Christian? How do you live in the body of Christ? How is it that we each can carry out our roles? And what is it that we can do to work together? So I want to encourage you, stick with it. And I want to encourage you to stick with the Thanksgiving emphasis. We had a good number of people that emailed in saying how their Thanksgiving was changed because they had welcomed a new person into their home. How they had taken in somebody that they knew was going to be lonely, that they knew was by themselves, and they brought them into their family and gave them a home, at least for the weekend. And it sounded like there was a great amount of ministry work that was done. You know, and I want to encourage you guys, if you have stories about either of these emphases, please send them in. I'd be glad to share them. And and we're truly encouraged to hear when God's people do God's work. And so I just want to thank you for the work you've done. Thank you for listening. And I want to encourage you, continue to walk worthy of the calling with which you've been called. Well, that's our report. That's our summary. So 
continue, please continue sending them in. That email again is Bible Study Podcast Justin at gmail dot com, and I look forward to hearing all the great work you guys are doing. It's in His name that we work. It's in His name that we live. And until we meet again, friends, it's in His name that we will go. Thanks.